Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Revoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hey, Oscar fans, uh, the Oscar race is really getting intense. Uh, just ask poor Margot Robbie. She has been pushed out of the Best Supporting Actress race cruelly uh, by Margot Robbie. Uh, <laughs> she has actually replaced herself in the top five of our experts' predictions. Her bombshell role has moved ahead of her Once Upon a Time in a Hollywood role. I'm Daniel Montgomery, here with Tom O'Neill, Susan Wazina, and Joy Sang to talk about uh, that and more developments in uh, this this awards race this week. Uh, so Joyce, let's uh, start with you. Uh, what do you make of this new development in the supporting actress race? Uh, not surprised at all. Um, now having seen Bombshell, I, I feel like that's just a bigger part for Margot. Um, and she has a really killer money scene in the film uh, that I feel like a lot of women, given the topic uh, that the movie tackles with uh, sexual harassment, in the workplace, um, obviously a film about Roger Ailes and Fox News. Uh, and it's it's just a really lovely scene for her and she nails it. Um, and we've, we've discussed this before where it like her, her screen time may or may not be even to um, her screen time in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, but she definitely speaks a lot more in Bombshell. And I, and I feel like that's just gonna carry her along uh, further, especially because Bombshell will be the fresher film. Um, and I think the Hollywood like Afterglow would kind of help her get nominated for one or the other, or she could both split herself, but I don't think that's going to happen. I think right now her better chance is with Bombshell. Yeah, it's interesting. Uh, like 13 experts are now predicting her to be nominated for Bombshell, um, and eight experts are predicting still uh, her to be nominated for Once Upon a Time. But she could only be nominated at the Oscars for one. So if you add those two up, there are 21 experts who think she'll be nominated for something, which puts which would put her near the top of the category. Um, uh, uh, Susan, uh, well, let's let's bring you in um, and and ask you. Uh, you know, what, what else uh, is, is, is changing in this year's uh, Oscar race? Well, one thing that isn't changing is that, um, at least in the combined odds, um, Once Upon a Time is on top now, but uh, The Irishman has the same odds. And that has been going on since early August when the prediction site um, went up. The one deviant uh, prediction... Um, so is the uh, um, all-stars because they're putting marriage story in number two and um, once upon a time on top and Irishman third. 
but it's still, you know, those two films, The Irishman and Once Upon a Time, really have barely budged from the combined. They've just been switching places most of the time. And Marriage Story 2 is like a solid number three, so. And an uh, interesting thing about um, Marriage Story is that, uh, you know, that, that's also an interesting story in the supporting actress race because you've got Laura Dern, who's a contender for that, but she's also in Little Women, so a little bit like Margot Robbie, she could uh, capitalize on having two roles in the race, and whichever one she gets in for, she might have a better chance of, of winning with. Um, well, let's bring in Tom O'Neill now to uh, uh, see what he thinks about uh, Margot and uh, Once Upon a Time and what's happening in these Oscar races. Yeah, the Margot thing is fascinating because uh, there are such strong pluses and minuses for her um, candidacy, let's say, you know, in this Oscar race. So um, her role in Bombshell, I've, as we've discussed in the past, is kind of like a Barbie doll. She would, she rep, she's a, a representative character of, like, all the, the women Roger Ailes uh, uh, preyed upon. And so it's kind of a symbolic role. And so they, they don't really etch her personality broadly. Um, and that's a, that's a detriment. You know, the Oscar voters are snobs. They like uh, big, pretentious roles. But as Joyce just said, she really nails it here and there with these very emotionally vulnerable, tender scenes. And then has her big money scene, a crying scene that goes on and on. <laughs> but actually, it's, very, it's actually quite uh, affecting. And so... Um, I do now agree that if she's nominated, she's going to be nominated for that. I don't have her in for anything because I don't know what to do. <laughs> Frankly, tell me what I'm supposed to do. Well, actually, um, that's uh, an interesting dilemma and not a new one. We've seen that before uh, where, and sometimes it, it helps. Uh, Kate Winslet had two roles competing for attention, Revolutionary Road and The Reader. She was actually campaigned as a supporting actress for The Reader, but the Oscars said no, she's the lead in The Reader and nominated her for that, and she won. Definitely having both roles helped her win. Um, and Lisa Vikander, a couple of years ago, had Danish Girl and Ex Machina. Uh, she got in for Danish Girl, Ex Machina definitely helped her win, but then you got, look back at Scarlett Johansson, speaking of marriage story, her first big shot at Oscars was uh, Lost in Translation, but that year she also had Girl with a Pearl Earring, and Oscar voters were just like you, Tom. They're like, I don't know what to do, so they didn't do anything with her. She didn't get nominated. Um, and now she's, and now she's back with two roles, too. And so yeah. she can be in both categories this time. So. And she was, she's distinctly lead and distinctly supporting, yeah. so it's not... Whereas with Margot, it's like they're clearly both supporting. So, like, voters just need to pick one for her, and then hopefully they'll like carry her the rest of the way. Like that's just the one that everyone settles on. And also the movie doing quite well in the predictions, I think helps her too, in that uh, people do like the movie as a whole. And I think, you know, if it's just a performance being nominated, you know, sometimes it can be shaky, unless you're Renee Zellweger trying to make a comeback. So <laughs> we'll see. Let's talk about that because that's, uh, the big uh, change that uh, could disrupt this race, too. Daniel, I see that you have Saoirse Ronan at number one. How dare you? Uh, <laughs> Judy Garland, uh, a role from number one for Saoirse. But you have your reasons, don't you? 
yeah, I mean, I think Renee Zellweger is fantastic in Judy. Um, I didn't know what to expect from that film when I saw the trailer. Obviously, it's very risky for uh, a very recognizable person like Renee to play someone very recognizable and beloved like Judy Garland. I thought she did an excellent job in the film. But given you know how the film has been received, it's really all the Renee Zellweger show. So I feel like she's going to be probably the only nominee for the film or, or one of the only nominees for the film I could see it getting in for costumes or sound or, or categories like that. But you look at Little Women, I think that's a likelier best picture contender uh, uh, for Saoirse and uh, Marriage Story for Scarlett Johansson. Uh, that's a likelier best picture uh, contender. Uh, so I think those films are going to have broader support overall. And the fact that Saoirse has not won and she's She's in that golden age for for you know for for Oscars where, where they love to reward sort of these these starlets in their twenties who are really kind of uh, blowing up. Uh, Jen, you know, Jennifer Lawrence when when she was in her twenties. Um, uh, Gwyneth Paltrow, Shakespeare in Love, when she when she was in her twenty. Brie Larson was in her twenties, um, and so she fits that mold. She's been nominated like half a dozen times almost, and she's only twenty five. Uh, so, she, you know, Saoirse Ronan is due. It's a big, juicy, emotional role in Little Women. Um, uh, you know, the, the embargo's up and, you know, the responses to the film have been great. It's Greta Gerwig's follow-up to Lady Bird, which also starred Saoirse, which uh, Saoirse seemed like a strong possible contender for. So I think, you know, the fact that we've seen multiple, uh, you know, adaptations of Little Women over the years is probably the biggest detriment. Like, she has to stand out against not only her fellow nominees, but, say, Winona Ryder, uh, like, 25 years ago. Um, so, but I, I, think, I think the path is there for uh, Saoirse Ronan. But I, 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 at this point, I think it's between her and uh, Scarlett. Oh, come on! Her and Scarlett, you're just taking the Renee and pushed her out. And look, all this baloney of, of you film snobs, first of all, beating up on the movie Judy. You're wrong. You're wrong about Bohemian Rhapsody I last year. You're wrong. <laughs> the movie is fine. The movie's great. And look, this point you're making is normally a um, one of these rules we pay serious attention to. In other words, if, if you are predicting someone's going to win Best Actress, let's say, um, then uh, it should be a big contender in other categories. But that wasn't the case for Julianne Moore with Still Alice. And if Glenn Close had won last year, it wasn't a good case for the wife. It, it's not when it's about the actress and it's Renee and it's Judy. Mike, it's not just anybody. This is this is the greatest talent in Oscar in in the most tragic story of Hollywood history. So I think that's different. I, I was very skeptical of Saoirse they Ronan. Won before. That is the difference between her and right. uh, Julie. Oh, Kate Blanchett, one in supporting and then one in lead. I don't want to hear that. Look, the um, uh, I take my Judy very seriously, Daniel. Don't cross me. <laughs> <laughs> You're dealing with a 65-year-old Judy queen here, and I am not going to give up easily on that. But Saoirse um, is... Really, really good in Little Women. I, I agree with you that we were all pleasantly surprised because we, we were worried about the movie. We had such a beloved premise with a great cast and director and all this. We wanted it to be good, but it just we weren't hearing any rumblings from, from behind the scenes. But now that we've seen it, I would say, yes, she's magnificent. Her role is big and wonderful, and, you're, and she's defiant. That's very important. And she, you're rooting for her, which is very important. But Daniel, she's Saoirse Ronan on screen. That's 
the problem. And they often like big transformative performances like Helen Mirren becoming Queen Elizabeth. And uh, that's Renee. So anyway, I, I do think that Saoirse can win, but she's not going to. Who else has opinions? <laughs> I mean, I still have Saoirse in fourth. Like I really enjoyed her in Little Woman. Like it's the movie itself, it's, it's a very fresh take on the material. It's a far more feminist take. Um, and I do like the structure that Greta utilized with the cross cutting, although I don't, like I'm familiar with the book and the movies, so um, I feel like it was more effective for someone familiar with material. So I don't know how exactly that will play with some people who don't know anything about Little Woman. Uh, but the last half or the, the last act is like really strong um, with Sersha. So uh, I think she's getting nominated. I don't, I'm not as confident <laughs> as Daniel is about a win. I just, I just feel like the competition's really stiff. It's kind of weird because we kind of, have this like settled, you know, contenders in like the top five or six. Um, and then there's just kind of like the lower tier of people who you kind of have trouble seeing getting in, maybe like in like the fifth slot. I think after seeing Little Woman, Saoirse's in. Um, but I also can see her being like the next Kate Winslet. <laughs> so we're just talking about her. Like she's just one of those young actresses who's really respected and consistently puts in great work and she gets nominated for almost every single one of her projects but like they kind of put off awarding her until they like come across like a, a, a good year i'm using air quotes if you're listening um for her if it's like not too competitive and it's like the right film that they really latched on to like with the reader for kate like we didn't but people weren't really expecting that to get into best picture back when it was still a field of five but once she got into lead for that over Revolutionary Road and that got into Best Picture, it was like, okay, this is hers. So I feel like Sersha might have to wait uh, maybe like a couple more years to finally get that win. So right now I don't see her winning. Well, I will I say that I'm not- I'm gonna jump in here first, but wait, 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 I'll, I'll see back to you then. This is what a severe Judy Queen I am. I have in my living room here in Los Angeles, <laughs> a giant portrait of Judy Garland that was shot by Milton Green, the guy famous for shooting the Maryland pictures, the Maryland um, photos. And uh, that was, uh, I purchased, that was the property of Truman Capote. I purchased it from his estate. And uh, just want to plant my Judy flag here. Okay, there you go, Daniel, back to you. Well, I will say that I'm not confident that Saoirse is winning, but I do think yeah. there's room for her to, uh, I do think she's out front at the moment. Um, I do think, Joyce, you make a good point about, um, uh, Kate Winslet, uh, people. Uh, she she seemed like this like this grizzled veteran by the time she finally won for the region. Like it's easy to forget that she was only thirty two when she won on that her sixth nomination. So Sersha certainly is in that ballpark of getting nominated constantly in your twenties and uh, finally winning when when like you're you're this kind of you know elderly thirty two year old <laughs> veteran of Hollywood. Um, so that is possible, but I do still think that if it's not Sersha, I think Scarlett has a better path towards that Oscar than Renee, given the fact that Renee has already oh, won, Scarlett's yeah, never no. been nominated, Scarlett oh, has a victory role, likely a best <laughs> nominee, um, so I, I think, you know, the, you know, 
Uh, Scarlett Johansson has a due factor. She, she's been due for a nomination ever since. She's had an IOU for almost 20 years now, ever since Lost in Translation. So, Judy uh, Garland's had one for 70 years. Go on. Well, I mean. But she's not the one getting it. <laughs> in my mind, she is. And in Hollywood's mind, she is. Okay, I think that the comeback narrative of Renee trumps Scarlett never winning. So I, I do think, you know, she's yeah, listen to She knows what's going on. Yeah, because people, you know, she was America's sweetheart. She had to say hello, hello. So, you know, I just think what Hollywood did to her, you know, and made her leave for six years and come back and do, you know, <laughs> okay, Bridget Jones, third, you know, movie. But I think this means something more. And it's it's a very Hollywood thing to do that, you know, to come back and really do a, a gangbuster performance like this. Because this could have gone all wrong in so many ways, and it didn't. And uh, I enjoyed the movie, too, but she, she is the movie for me. Daniel's think, not persuaded. Yeah. I, no. I, I do think this comeback narrative uh, is the strongest thing Renee Zellweger has going for her. Um, if she hadn't won for Cold Mountain, I think she's a lock for this. Um, uh, she she can still win. I think when she came back, I remember that first sort of red carpet photo of her. Everyone was like, "Oh, she doesn't look like her." It was so um, was so like you know indicative of all of like Hollywood sexism in just like one kind of scandal, I'm using air quotes like Joyce did earlier, um, that I think the fact that she is now in this really strong role, giving a transformative performance of playing a character who is also kind of uh, uh, treated, uh, to, to put it mildly, shabbily, uh, when she was uh, past her sort of Hollywood, you know, what, you know, her seemingly Hollywood sell-by date if you're a woman. Um, yeah, I, I think I think that narrative could could push Renee Zellweger through as much as playing a beloved icon and giving a transformative performance. But I still think until I see her win some stuff on the campaign trail, I'm sticking with the Sersha Scarlet thing. I mean, I do agree with you that her comeback narrative is the strongest thing she has going for her next to the performance itself. But I will caution that we may just be overestimating narratives like Last season, we all thought it was finally going to be Glenn Close after she won the Globe, because she's never won before. Um, and she still lost to a performance that people just liked more. So if voters are just truly passionate about another performance, that like her comeback narrative might not be enough to override that. And especially like Daniel said, if it's like an across the board contender, like marriage story, like I can still see Scarlett winning. And I feel like She's being underpredicted because it's like really cool to hate on Scarlett Johansson um, for a, a lot of <laughs> reasons. She said some very questionable, problematic things, um, but and you know, it's it. I, I don't know if like the industry feels that same way as the internet does feel about her. Yeah, I think one thing that might convince me to get on the Renee train is if we it like because you know. She also had another comeback role earlier this year in this really delicious, campy Netflix limited series, What If? If she starts getting like a Golden Globe nomination for that and a SAG nomination for that sort of uh, like kind of riding the Judy wave, then I might see her uh, uh, 
make it through because that, that's a that's another that's a very different kind of comeback role where she gets to be this like this this older sexy kind of villainous which uh which she sinks her teeth into mightily um so uh you know that's not normally an awards contender type role but if we start seeing her get in for that as well as judy then uh i might start to think this is happening i feel like people have already forgotten that show existed <laughs> <laughs> well that Daniel, is you are going to so though. You're going to so regret your predictions. I'm just saying that. That's you can change at any time. That's what we talk about. <laughs> we've, got, we've got a lot of time. Like, but I'm allowed to hold my grudges in the meantime. <laughs> okay, but like two weeks ago, everybody was like, Charlize, Charlize, and now no one's saying her name. So <laughs> she's a number four among the combined, so... Yeah, I think Charlize has the same, a similar issue that uh, Renee has, where she's won before, so there's not an urgency to give it to her again. She's playing a transformative role, but it's not as outwardly emotional. Uh, Megan Kelly has, yeah, there are a couple of really, you know, strong uh, emotional moments for her in Bombshell, but it's not as, like, outwardly emotive as, like, Renee Zellweger literally crying on a stage trying to sing somewhere over or the rainbow. Or Margot Robbie in her own movie. Or, you know, Margot Robbie, uh, like, getting a really intense crying scene. So uh, I, I do think it's it's it might be too subtle in, in this particular race, where you've got fireworks coming from Judy, you've got fireworks coming from Marriage Story and Scarlett Johansson and Adam Driver yelling at each other and screaming and crying. And, uh, you know, so it's, it might be hard for something that subdued from a, a past winner who, like, has gotten her due in that sense to us. Okay. To, Rami Malek, did he have to cry? No. He had fun most of the time until... Yeah, but he was playing Freddie Mercury. <laughs> I know. Yeah, he was... He He got the teeth. He was... He was not singing on stage, he was lip syncing, but um, like he was still embodying that sort of performance aspect of Freddie Mercury. So I will say that was that was a pretty showy role. All right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, uh, thank you everyone for uh, watching, and thank you Tom and uh, Joyce and Susan for for joining me for this. Um, uh, if if you think I should be pilloried for not predicting Renee Zellweger for Best Actress. Uh, <laughs> feel free to uh, 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 comment on this video uh, or this podcast if you're listening to it on audio. Make your own predictions and show me uh, show me up on goldderby.com. You can predict the Oscars. You can predict the Golden Globes, the SAG Awards. You can now predict the Gotham Awards. So uh, there are plenty of opportunities to prove me wrong uh, and prove the rest of us wrong. So uh, thank you for joining us, and we will see you next week. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW group. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.